We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The first step toward change is awareness. The second step is acceptance. And this is what's a quote by Nathaniel Brandon. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Katie Chu and today's theme is the gift of awareness. And I'm Jack Palacos. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please be sure to visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be part of our mission to increase literacy and a positive message to the media. So today we'll be welcoming Jack as a host to Express Yourself, and as this is his first time hosting, although he has been a reporter for a while, let's welcome Jack. Thanks, Jack, for being here as a host. So be the star you are and use your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at www.bethestarur.org, and you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no fees. Today, we'll be starting the show by reading The Gift of Awareness, authored by Cynthia Bryan in one of the chapters in the book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, one of the several fabulous books in the Be the Star You Are series. So jumping straight into the chapter, The Gift of Awareness by Cynthia Bryan. I have 30 first cousins. I love them all, but Donnie has always been my favorite. He is a few years older than I am, and he is fascinated by everything life can offer. To him, the universe is a pile of gift-wrapped boxes, all waiting to be ripped open by excited fingers. As children, Donnie and I collected shells at the beach, using Donnie's books to identify and label them. On camping trips, we spent endless hours digging for rare rocks and minerals, and made collections on boards, again all clearly labeled. We pretended we were explorers and marched around the campgrounds, with Donnie as the captain gathering young campers like the Pied Piper as we sang songs and discovered new territories. Back home, we shared a passion for stamp collecting. Donnie and I wrote to pen pals all around the world and filled our albums with exotic stamps that enticed us to visit faraway lands. Our summer stargazing was my first introduction to the heavens. We'd lie in the cool grass on clear, moonless nights and stare at the millions of twinkling lights. We'd find the North Star, the only fixed point in the sky, and talk about the Milky Way and the Big Dipper as we tried to find them. We wondered whether God and the angels really lived up there, 
and imagined our ancestors dancing between the galaxies. We sincerely believed in the haven of heaven and feared the fires of hell. When Donnie was given a telescope, we discovered the wonders of the constellations. There was Cassiopeia with her pointed crown in the shape of W, her daughter Andromeda, a cluster of faint stars, the great square of Pegasus, a guidepost of the late summer sky, and Orion, which has more bright stars than any other constellation and is easier to see in the winter in the, in the winter months as well. Our thoughts and stories went to Greek mythology as we acted out scenes of the great Olympians grappling for power. Hephaestus, Zeus, or Jupiter, ruler of the heavens, and I'd be Aphrodite, Venus, the goddess of love and the brightest evening star. We were overwhelmed by the notion of infinity, the power of God and the universe, and by our awareness of how small and insignificant we really were in the grand scheme of life. There is nothing like seeing the world with the eyes of a child. With this same youthful spirit, my children have joined me in watching meteor showers and the comets of our era pass through the night sky. Their awareness of the grandness of our universe and the questions they ask spark my own inquisitive nature. My cousin Donnie is still constantly alert to life. He and I have always considered ourselves explorers of the world, engaged in an adventure of discovery. Today, Donnie is a renowned research scientist in Canada, working to find a cure for cancer. Like a child, he still views the world with a keen sense of awareness that each day offers exciting new gifts to unwrap. He has passed on this delight and curiosity to his own children. In our different ways, Donnie and I try to encourage innocent wonder in everyone we meet while we savor our own dreams in a lifetime of memories. Who knows what new awareness and dreams will come? And along with this chapter, we have an exercise called Stargazing. How long has it been since you have really enjoyed the magnitude of the heavens? Choose a moonless night when the air is clear. Grab a blanket and get as far away from street and city lights as possible. Plop yourself down and look up. Bring along children to share this stellar experience and enjoy the theater of the sky. You may even be rewarded with shooting stars or a comet trailing a tail of gas and dust. Like the sky and the stars, be aware that we humans are also wonders of our own universe. And now we have a quote. Every day, all day, open your eyes to a new universe. <laughs> wow, that was a pretty amazing chapter right there about awareness. And especially with its connection to just the beach and then the sky and the stars and all kinds of kind of the awareness of the universe. So, Jack, in your opinion, or What do you think of the universe? Do you think it's something that you personally consider yourself aware of? Or do you think you should be thinking more about the awareness of the universe? Um, Well, um, personally, I don't think I'm very aware of the universe. Because uh, just living in this world alone, that's enough for me to be aware of. And I'm not even aware of everything that goes on in the world I live in. And the universe is just so incredibly vast and large that I can't even begin to comprehend uh, Mm -hmm. all of the universe to be aware of it. So I don't think I'm really, I'm aware that I'm in the universe, but I'm not aware of all the wonders uh, in the universe itself. 
Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. You know, I know a lot of people who really enjoy looking at the stars, like Cynthia clearly did with her children and her family and her chapter. But when I was younger, I used to be scared of the universe because I couldn't imagine how big it was. Like the world, you can kind of imagine it in a circle. But then when you think of the entire universe, there really are no boundaries. And all you can think of is kind of this vast space right and you don't really you can't it's not imaginable or easily imaginable and that used to scare me so I guess like you I was aware of it but I never thought to be more aware of it but reading this chapter kind of makes me think I should take another look at the stars and really do consider stargazing whenever I think it's a whenever there's a clear night or a good time to look at the stars like last night when there was the eclipse. Did you take a look at that, Jack? Uh, I only caught a glimpse of it in the morning around, I think, a little bit before 6 o'clock. But I, it was still kind of a reddish-orangish co- color. And uh, so I didn't really see the full thing, but I got a good enough look at it to see it. And I, I thought it, it was actually really amazing to watch. you're really lucky I didn't get to take a glance but I saw a lot of pictures of it uploaded you know and my friends showed me and you know I've had I had family members send pictures and it looked really amazing (laughs) so Jack what do you think about adventure you know Cynthia kind of covered this in the chapter about how adventure does really play a role in awareness do you think adventure fosters awareness uh, I definitely think adventure fosters awareness because if you're if you're out adventuring, uh, you have to be aware of everything for I guess a few reasons. As the main reason is if you're adventuring, you obviously have to be aware of your surroundings so that you're not getting yourself into dangerous situations or going places that you shouldn't be going, and you have to be aware of wildlife so that you're not disturbing it. Uh, and there's just a lot of stuff to be aware of. And then wh- I think when you're adventuring, you also notice a lot of stuff that you kind of take for granted that you usually don't see because there's a lot of plants and forests and stuff that you don't usually see if you're just driving your car. But if you're adventuring, then you really become more aware of stuff that's around you. Yeah, definitely. I agree. You know, kind of when you go on trips or even when you're driving, you notice things that might not really be something you see on a daily basis or you experience regularly but once you see it it kind of you know leaves that message or that topic on your mind for a while and that in itself is kind of awareness so when you when you play the harmonica because I've heard you play the harmonica how aware do you need to be in your definition of awareness with regards to music or maybe even things outside of music um, well, I think uh, with any instrument, you need to be aware of your surroundings, especially if you're playing in a band. There's a lot of stuff that you need to be aware of, like the key that the rest of the band is playing in, the tempo, what type of mood the band is playing in, because you, you don't want to be playing a really happy and upbeat melody if the mood is trying to be solemn, because that, that wouldn't really fit. So I think um, really with any instrument, you need to be aware of your surroundings and I guess like the volume, because if you're playing, if you're playing alone, just practicing, you also might not, you might not want to disturb the people who are around you by playing too loud and obnoxiously. So I think uh, you do need to be aware. 
Yeah, you know, I haven't played an instrument in a while after I stopped playing the flute and the piano, but I definitely agree there that when you're playing any instrument, and especially if you're playing in a group, you know, and I know a lot of the Be The Star You Are volunteers do play instruments and in a group like an orchestra, it's definitely something (laughs) that you need to be aware of. Uh, Katie, I heard that. Uh, you practice archery. Um, do you have to be aware at all when you're practicing archery? Because I imagine that there are some stuff that you would probably have to be aware of. <laughs> Definitely, you know, archery is kind of pretty much 90% awareness, I would say. When you're shooting, you have to be really kind of looking at the wind. You know, every other second I'm looking at sometimes we put up flags to see which um, direction the wind is blowing in. So, People will take a look at the flags and, you know, see where how much the wind is blowing and which way the wind is blowing. And you have to take into consideration your own condition, the weather, the condition of your arrows and your bow. And it's just archery is all about awareness because it's such a sensitive sport. Oh, well, that was a great discussion on awareness. Listeners, be sure to support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. I'm Jack Galakos. And I'm Katie Chu. Be The Star You Are founder and Express Yourself producer Cynthia Bryan has just authored a brand new book, Growing With the Goddess Gardener. It's now available at www.cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store with 25% of proceeds benefiting Be The Star You Are and Express Yourself. Watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Keep listening to our refreshing discussion on the gift of awareness. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Jack Blockos, and you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. Today's show is all about the gift of awareness. And I'm Katie Chu. Continuing our discussion on the theme of awareness this show, we'll be going straight into the topic of political and social awareness, especially because there are a lot of things going on lately, and it's 
political and social awareness are definitely important for teens and for people of all ages. So kind of touching on political awareness, um, just yesterday we there was the State of the Union address and that you know, covered a lot of topics. Were you able to listen or take a look at it, Jack? Uh, no, not really. I didn't hear much about it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have watched it before this year. I previously didn't watch any of the addresses, but this year I'm taking, you know, AP Gov and AP Macro, and that kind of had me interested, and our teacher encouraged it. So I kind of took a look, and, you know, the president definitely covered a couple important points like the American dream, American heroes, even getting to prescription drugs. And, you know, these are kind of really important topics these days. For example, you know, the American dream, like what is, what is the American dream, Jack, in your opinion today? Uh, I think that today the American dream is really just uh, being able to uh, get, get a stable job live live with a family and raise children without really having too much go wrong. Uh, just, I guess, kind of lead on a normal life is, in my opinion, the American dream. Or I guess in general, that might be everyone's dream is just to live a normal life and maybe raise children of their own and have a family. No, yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> I mean... There are lots of people with lots of ambitions, but in general, kind of, it's still the same as it was a long time ago, people coming here to live normal and, you know, healthy and safe lives. And I think for a lot of people, that's probably still still their, the goal, right? But, yeah. you know, <laughs> we see the, the, we still see the idea of an American dream pop up a lot, especially in you know, speeches like the State of the Union Address and just in general, whenever we're studying history or maybe even in English classes, I just, the idea comes up really often, but, you know, the American dream, it's changed. I feel like it's been changing, but it's also the same in the way that you mentioned how it's still trying to live a good life. So um, kind of going past this idea of the American dream, there have been a lot of um, events going on recently, a lot of marches for women's rights. You know, do you know anything about that, or do you have an opinion about it, Jack? Um, well, I personally think that it's great that women are really like putting it out there that um, like they deserve equal rights and that people shouldn't be afraid to use their freedom of speech. And I think that it's it's overall uh, just a good thing as long as it doesn't get violent because uh, violent marches are never really a good thing. But other than that, I think it's also a good thing to raise awareness as well. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, kind of with the marches, I what, I kind of, what I've been liking about it more recently is that since these opportunities for marches or for speaking out are kind of popping up all over the United States, it's somehow I've been kind of noticing that maybe my teachers or people around me are just more are participating more in politics or anything toward the um, pol- the field of politics and trying to speak out more. And since the topic is a lot more common on the internet and on media now, people near us are, you know, being able to have a role in it. And I think that's been really cool these days. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. And uh, I, I have a question for you. Do you think that 
Currently, millennials are participating in politics as much as their parents did participate or still do participate. I, you know, that's a good question. I feel like it's a question that's been going around for a while, but um, I, I personally don't think that millennials are participating as much as they could be. Definitely, you know. When I, Brigitte, one of our other hosts for Express Yourself, she's actually really interested in politics and political science. And to be honest, she's one of the first that I've come across in maybe in all the people around me and I know that are interested in going into politics and, you know, really participating in it. And I think when it comes to our 18th birthday, and since I'm a senior, I know a lot of people who have become 18 are becoming are, are becoming 18 and the first thing they think of isn't voting instead it's like oh I can finally get a Costco membership <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know I think there are obviously there are the generational millennials is huge but there definitely hasn't been the spike of participation that should come along with it what about you Jack <laughs> is there anything that you've noticed or that you think about millennials and their participation in politics? Um, well, for me personally, I'm 15, so it's a, it's a little <laughs> bit hard for kids my age to really have an impact and participate, but I have noticed that I, I don't think people are as aware of politics right now as they should be, because uh, at, at around like uh, the beginning of high school, that's, you get to an age where you, you should start kind of getting aware and learning about what's going on around you. And I've noticed that a lot of people, um, they, they'll either repeat what their parents said or make bold statements about politics without really knowing the reasoning for why they're making the statement or any evidence or just anything to back it up. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think people are really aware of why stuff is happening, but pe- mm-hmm. people kind of know what's going on, but they don't right. know the details or why stuff is going on. No, I, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. You know, I myself, before this year, before taking AP government and politics, I didn't know much about politics and I would admit that I didn't have much of an interest in it, but kind of while taking this class and being around other, being around other seniors who are taking the class, it ends up being a bit more common of a topic where you're talking about, politics more often we're watching the state of the union address and you know these topics that a lot of teens aren't very interested in but are but these um are actually really important topics are definitely not as common as they should be in everyday conversation or just in conversation between teens and i think i I learned a term at the beginning of the year and it's called political efficacy and it talks about the knowledge of politics and the belief that you the individual can make a difference in politics and you know in class we learned that political efficacy has been decreasing and that people don't know as much about of details about politics other than maybe memes or just about anything any funny events that have been going around and you know like you just mentioned at the age of 15 what what can you do and you don't think you can do much which may probably be true and since people believe that we can't make much of a difference right now I think 
it leads the millennial generation and us teens to not think about politics as much. You know, but there is a topic that I think is a little more related to us at our age, maybe, that impact us more. And it's kind of the marches for science. I noticed earlier this year and in the fall, a couple of my friends and my teachers would go to these marches for science. Do you know anyone who's gone to one? Uh, I actually don't um, personally know anyone who's gone to them, but uh, I, I know that a lot of people do go to them, which I think is, uh, that's a good thing because uh, like, I, like I was saying, it's always good to spread awareness about uh, lots of, uh, like anything that people aren't as educated about or uh, things that kind of get overlooked. It's always good to spread awareness about those and really make it known what it is. Uh, so, and I, I know that like a lot of people attend these, but I haven't, I, I don't know anyone personally who has. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't attended one myself, unfortunately, but I know, I remember, I remember because it was on the night of our homecoming and a good number of students decided not to go to the dance and decide to, you know, go to these marches instead. And I would see them preparing these posters and t-shirts on the day and they went to these marches and they all actually said it was a really good experience. You know, they felt like they were finally saying something and they were doing something other than kind of just sitting in a classroom to make a difference. But, um, That was an amazing and much-needed conversation on awareness. Thanks, Jack, for being able to talk about really political awareness. And we didn't get to it, but social awareness is also a huge thing. There's always a lot going on, especially, you know, something that we don't talk about but definitely exists is maybe the lack of communication and understanding between millennials and older generations. But both political awareness and social awareness are needed and something that needs to be discussed. But unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. Please stay with us as we continue our fantastic discussion on awareness in the next segment. Audience, make sure to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Katie Chu. Uh, and I'm Jack Palacos. It's not too late to make a tax-deductible donation for last year to be the star you are and express yourself, please visit our charity site at BeTheStarYouAre.org. Stay right here with us as we continue our discussion on the gift of awareness. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Katie Chu, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we are continuing a lively discussion on our theme, The Gift of Awareness. I'm Jack Polakos. This segment, Katie will be taking another look at awareness from a career point of view with another installation of her segment, Aim to Shoot. Hi, Katie. So hi everyone, you know, I'm kind of back this time with an aim to shoot segment about the career view of awareness and the definition of that kind of would be being aware more of the diverse range of careers available today. With the pressures of parents, society, peers, the world in general, and everything around us, people, teens in particular, feel geared towards certain professions like becoming doctors or computer analysts and towards certain majors. And often this kind of takes them away from an exploration of the really wide range of diverse and new career options available out there now and in the near future. As we focus on these very specific professions that are well-known today, like become working in the medical field or working in the technology field, biology field, any kinds of more common professions today. We don't really think about the unique professions that we could take on. And for a lot of people, it's not necessarily just because of a financial issue. It's just because they aren't quite aware of the careers out there and they kind of they end up going towards something that they are aware of, that they do know of, which makes sense. But I just wanted to talk about some rare, and maybe you could even call them odd, careers and occupations out there that really do pay as much as maybe jobs in the medical field and are interesting and things that people can explore and can get to if they know that they exist. For example, a submarine cook. Now, people don't really grow up thinking, oh, I want to become a submarine cook. But really in Australia, for example, submarine cooks can earn up to 200000 a year and maybe even more. And that would just include being able to cook for perhaps Navy SEALs or just on a submarine for around the year and being able to earn money from that. And to become a submarine cook, all you, all you would need to do is have some knowledge and perhaps education and cooking and be have experience in working in a submarine and that's something that's not impossible but definitely doable but things jobs like these are definitely available to people around the world but I think many teens and many college students don't really notice that such jobs exist now some other options some other jobs that are kind of more odd and more rare are maybe crab fishermen now crab fishermen isn't aren't exactly too rare, but they actually do can earn more than 60000 over a few months. And I didn't know this, but many college students do decide to work as a crab fisherman temporarily to pay off student debts as they can actually bring in some money over a short period of time and be able to pay that immediately. 
but kind of going toward a more simplistic idea and taking a look at things that we're more used to. For example, colors. If you do want to work with colors, you don't have to be some kind of animation designer or some amazing artist because you could just become a color expert. According to Colorcom, a color expert is someone who combines color psychology, current trends and style, demographic statistics, and color design theories in order to basically best incorporate color into a project, whether it's designing some kind of layout or a logo. And there are organizations that do offer training and membership for color consultants. And I'm, I'm sure not many people think about becoming a color expert, but for those people who are really into colors and kind of into design but aren't as much into direct art, direct art or creating art yourself, then becoming a color expert is definitely an option out there and something that's in a needed occupation. But just beyond colors, there's also flavorists. And flavorists are chemists who formulate both natural and artificial flavors. And flavorists do need a PhD in biochemistry or chemistry, but flavorists are really a kind of unique occupation working outside, not necessarily having to do something in chem- something in chemical research, but just being able to create flavors and honestly who doesn't love different flavors? We go look at jelly beans and love all the different kind of flavors available to us. Any kind of candy, ice cream. People are always looking for new flavors and enjoying these flavors. So flavors are definitely in need and a really interesting occupation for anyone who's kind of has an interest in flavors. And of course, if you have flavors, you must also have fragrance. And for fragrance chemists, They work as scientists who specialize in the study of odor molecules and how molecules can be used for perfumes. So for anyone who's always been interested in perfumes, they can become someone who who makes and tests scents for women's and men's perfumes, soaps, lotion, and other toiletries. Often you may need a background in chemistry and biochemistry and even high-level degrees such as a master's or PhD, but it's this is an occupation out there for people who do enjoy fragrances, smells, odors, perfumes. If you're really interested in perfumes, this could be the perfect job for you. And then something that surprised me as I was doing my own research is hackers. Now, when a lot of people hear the word hacker, they think of a negative connotation. They think of maybe a kid on a computer in a dark room ready to hack some kind of government agency like in a pretty much every movie these days, but really there are professional ethical hackers. And what these hackers do is they hack into websites and softwares of companies and businesses to make sure it is secure. Basically, they're attempting to hack in to see if it is hackable and if it's vulnerable to people who aren't ethically hacking, but instead are actually hacking to take information or steal money and other kinds of things that a company's software or site might offer. So if you are into hacking, you can put your skills to a positive use by being a professional ethical hacker. And with companies using more technology these days and various new softwares, 
professional ethical hackers are in need to make sure that these softwares and sites are always safe. And beyond hackers, you have all these other kinds of jobs that are really rare and uncommon. You have therapists, you know, art therapists, hypotherapists, and all the different kinds of therapists because these days there are so many different types of therapies for different people as people are trying to recover from perhaps something physical or something mental. But either way, they do have so many therapies available today and people who need to specialize in these therapies to offer it. And one last one last occupation I do want to mention before I you know, end my segment is that one occupation that does exist are professional line standers. And this line standing is basically exactly what you expect it to be. It's when you're standing in line for on Black Friday to buy something or when the new iPhone comes out, people do hire professional line standers and they'll stand in line for you and allow them allow you to take your place. Uh, wow, those are a lot of cool those are a lot of cool occupations that you can take. Uh, what what would you, uh, I guess, choose to do if you had to choose one of these? Oh, if I had to choose one of these, I guess I think it would be really cool to be a color expert. My mom is really interested in interior design. She's always updating her house. And one thing I always end up helping her with is colors. You know, she spends night after night trying to choose a color and we'll go into the paint store, look at all the different colors. So if I could maybe choose one, I would love to be a color expert. I mean, always looking at color designs and colors, that would be amazing. Yeah, that sounds like such a cool job to have. Uh, but like you were saying, a line stander, uh, I, I never even knew that that existed. I, I think that's pretty funny that people will actually stand in line for you. Uh, yeah, have you ever like seen or encountered a line stander before? Uh, like anything like that happening? No, I actually haven't. That's why when I found it, I was like, I was pretty surprised, you know, as I was research, researching for this um, topic for really kind of uncommon, uncommon occupations that I could talk about and have more people be aware of. I found I came across professional line standers and it happens to be a real occupation where people do work as in line by just standing in line for people who maybe don't have the time or just can't stand in line for some kind of service or product. But yeah, these days there is something for everything, right? Yeah, there is. And, you know, I do think that people, teens like us, do need to be more aware of careers. Just a couple of years ago, all I knew were doctors, dentists, you know, the occupations that we kind of interact with on a daily or yearly basis. I barely knew what my dad did. I was always kind of confused what he did. And all I knew were about teachers, doctors, and I think it's really important that people are more aware of careers and that's kind of one of the reasons why when I first started with Be The Star You Are I asked our founder Cynthia Bryan if I could take on a segment where I just talked about careers. Yeah uh, and so as I was listening to your segment Aim to Shoot uh, I thought that some some of the careers were just stuff that uh, like I honestly just had never even imagined that it did like they would even be a thing 
because they're they're so just kind of random but amazing at the same time. So uh, how did you find these careers? Because I can't imagine if you were looking up like uh, just available jobs that uh, a submarine cook would be one of the first things to pop up. I mean, when I first started this segment a couple years back, I used to talk about the more common, the more common I more common occupations because what I thought was, oh, maybe people need to know more details about the occupations they're going into. And then at some point I realized, oh, you know, maybe it's not that that I should be really focusing on. Maybe it's that we need to be more aware of different careers because I've come across so many different careers while doing this segment. For example, did you know that just like we have acupuncturists for people and radiologists for people, Pets have radiologists and acupuncturists and therapists and, you know, for everything that there is a human human um, occupation for, there is one for animals too. And I've just come across so many crazy occupations and so many great jobs that have been really wonderful to learn about. So <laughs> it's been great. But yeah, these jobs are actually easy to find and research about in on the internet and just career um, find it on career fairs, websites, asking around. And a lot of a lot of the ideas have come from guests on this show because we bring on definitely a great a great group of guests who have unique occupations and life stories. Yeah. It it seems like basically if you can dream something nowadays, you can pretty much make a career out of it. Uh, so yeah, if you if you can dream it then you can do it. Uh, so I, I think that's definitely something to be aware of. But anyways, it looks like we're running out of time in this segment. So thank you so much, Katie, for this fantastic conversation. Audience, during the break, be sure to check our literacy and positive media charity at org. And again, I'm Jack Palakos. And I'm Katie Chu. Be sure to visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. When we come back, we'll be continuing our amazing conversation on the gift of awareness. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. 
I'm Jack Palacos. Our program is Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about awareness. And I'm Katie Chu. In this last segment, we'll be reading another great chapter from Be The Star You Are's newest book, Be The Star You Are for Boomers and Millennials, 55 True Stories Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. This chapter, The Gift of Awareness, is by Tristan S. Bordway, an intuitive reader, healer, and teacher working with people all around the world. Tristan has co-authored two books with his parents and was written about in two books on the subject of spiritually gifted children. Now, here we'll just jump straight into the chapter, The Gift of Awareness, by Tristan S. Bordway. We all have the ability of intuition, although many people do not use this gift especially nowadays when people rely so much on technology to give them answers instead of going within asking questions and receiving the awareness that will give them the information they require. Have you ever had a gut feeling, instinct, or hunch, which I call awareness, that something was about to happen and then it did? Have you met people who share information that they say is true, but you sensed in some way that what they were telling you was incorrect only to find out later that you were write about the falseness of information. That's intuition, or what I call inner knowing. In order to have this inner knowing, we must first take the time to be present with ourselves instead of always being busy and rushing around. When we are present and begin to have awareness, we must trust ourselves with the newfound information and then follow through on the information we receive. Ever since I can remember, I've been able to sense the energy of everything, from seeing colors in and around people, sensing the feelings and energies of others, to perceiving the non-physical realms and everything that is beyond this reality. For example, when I was really young and saw people whose auroras or energy fields were very dark and cloudy, I would scream because I could not talk yet and express what I saw. In addition to what I saw, I felt all of their unresolved emotions that they projected onto others. By screaming, it would make those people leave. Also, my parents had the awareness of what I was sensing, so they always took care of me by taking me out of the situation where there were people with negative energy, such as large crowds. Another ability I've always had is being aware of people's thoughts and their underlying emotions. Some call this telepathy, but I see it as so much more, since it requires sensing stuff without being entirely. What I mean is that in addition to hearing their words, I see the pictures that the individual projects with their thoughts and the energy and emotions of the words. It's interesting because many times what that person is saying out loud doesn't match the energy that I'm actually perceiving. It's like they don't mean what they actually say. I find this information to be very helpful for me to know in many circumstances. I see it as communicating energetically and telepathically. When communicating in this manner, we are expressing through our heart space, which means being in our authentic self that is alive, awake, aware, and completely expanded beyond all the cluttered thoughts, worries, fears, etc. that make us limited in our abilities. When we are in this space of awareness, we use the language of our heart that includes nonverbal communication. When we communicate in this manner, we can receive more information than just verbally speaking. In addition, a value of communicating energetically is that I can converse with those who are unable to speak out loud. When I was about 11 years old, I was going snow skiing with my dad and a friend. While working to the first chairlift, I was very excited as I talked about the ski runs we would be going on that day. 
All of a sudden, I stopped talking and walking because I felt the energy of someone who was very fearful. I looked to my side and saw a little boy by himself who was sitting in a wheelchair ski. When I looked at him, he began talking to me in his mind and said that he was afraid of skiing because he had never done it before. I started to send him pictures in my mind of other kids I had seen sitting in the wheelchair skies with the instructor right behind him, securely holding them going down the mountain. As I showed him these pictures, I spoke to him in my mind, telling him that there is nothing to be afraid of because the instructors are very kind, patient, and trustworthy. I made sure he knew that they would take care of him very well and keep him safe. Throughout this process, I was sending loving energy from my heart to him. This boy also telepathically said that since he is unable to talk out loud, he cannot tell anyone how he felt and was so happy that I could hear him. Again, I reassured him that the instructors are friendly, caring, and that they will keep him safe. Most importantly, he would have a lot of fun. Later that day, when I was skiing on the slopes with my dad and a friend, I saw the little boy in his wheelchair ski along with the instructor skiing down on the same run. It was great because I saw this little boy, and he had a big smile on his face as he commuted to me telepathically and energetically that he was having a very good time. He thanked me for helping him, and he felt relaxed. This way of communicating with others does not take very long at all. In fact, it only takes a matter of seconds and is so many ways more efficient and expanded than verbal communication. Everyone can communicate this way, and at the end of this chapter, I share a very simple exercise for people to reawaken their gifts. The only thing we have to do is be in our hearts, connect with our true selves, and expand our energy as the little boy did with me. Because I was in the space of openness and awareness, I was able to receive his message. I am very grateful that I was born alive, awake, and aware. As my parents say about me, because these gifts of awareness have given me the opportunity of seeing beyond this reality into what else is possible other than the three-dimensional reality that is filled with limitations. As I've shared my gifts with others, it has reawakened them to their gifts and abilities as well, as giving them information that has been helpful to them in their lives. I hope you will take the time to reawaken your gifts and abilities, so you once more acknowledge and trust yourself and your awareness, and be the empowered beings you truly are. Now, with this chapter, there is an exercise called Reawaken Your Awareness and Energetic Abilities. This technique is helpful in increasing your skills in communicating telepathically and energetically. You can use cards or any pictures when doing this activity. The most important thing is that the pictures you use are colorful with lots of details and expression. Sit back to back to another person. While one person holds a card with a colorful picture, the person who cannot see it will describe the images on the card. It is important for the person holding the card to look at all the details of the card think about them, feel the pictures, and also see them vividly in their mind. This person is energetically sending information on the card to the other person. The more detailed and accurate their information is sent, the better it works. At this time, everyone is silent, and there are no words verbalized. The other person receiving the information sits quietly, connecting with the sender. When he or she senses the colors, the feelings, the thoughts, and the energies, and the story in the picture, it's time to share the information. Take turns being the sender and the receiver. Everyone has the capability of being aware and communicating energetically and telepathically. I see it 
as a physical muscle that requires exercise for it to become an ability. The more we open our hearts, the lighter we become, and the more we remember who we are. Tristan S. Fordway. Wow, that was an incredible chapter. One on one really a story that most people can't share and don't really know about, especially with the idea of telepathic and energetic communication. But have you ever felt that something is going to happen, but it doesn't? Like um, Tristan mentioned at the beginning of this chapter. Um, well, I, I definitely think that there you can sense there's you can sense energy when stuff is about to happen. I guess kind of a cliche example is when people talk about storms and people are saying that they can feel that it's about to rain. Um, because I know there's scientific reasoning for why that, why people feel that. Um, but for me personally, I've always noticed that, uh, sometimes I, I, like you can just tell when something bad is about to happen. Um, it's, it's something that's I, hard to describe because there's not really many specific examples, but you know it when it's happening. Uh, like you've probably been talking with people and then a crowd's gathering or some people are getting louder and talking and then you can just sense uh, something's about to happen. And then someone's like, oh, something bad, something bad's about to happen. And then usually something bad does happen because I, I think that people, you can just kind of sense it sometimes. Yeah, I definitely agree there are kinds of feelings and just, you know, hints around you that give you an awareness that you aren't even really aware or that we we rarely acknowledge ourselves. Kind of this weird awareness that the author of this chapter, Tristan, really shed some light on. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And so I, as, as uh, I was reading this and you were reading this and I was listening to it, and I was just hearing the story about him communicating telepathically with the little boy. Have you ever had uh, some sort of similar experience where you saw somebody who was seeming, like, I guess, happy or sad, but it, that wasn't the way that they were really feeling? Uh, and, how, like, how did you, if that happened, then how did you, I guess, tell what they were really feeling? I guess I think, you know, there has been times when I did feel that way, you know, I saw someone and even though they seemed happy, they didn't really, you know, at the same time they didn't. And I think that's something that we need to be aware that we do have this ability, but, um, you know, I'd love to answer this with a greater, you know, a longer answer, but I think we're running out of time. Thank you so much, Katie, for this enlightening discussion. Uh, you can learn more about Tristan S. Fordway at www.saturn3lightflyers.com. With that, it's time to say farewell. We give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, and Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, A-Rod. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. I'm Jack Palacos. And I'm Katie Chu. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to www.bethestarur.org and our main site at www.btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be aware, and be here. 
Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself